Hello and welcome everyone back to the Reader Copy Podcast. It's the comic podcast about comic books for February the 2nd, right? Believe so. I think so. That's a good guess. I don't. I have no idea. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hope you guys are doing wonderful. I'm doing all right. You're doing all right? Yeah. What is it? A lazy weekend for you? We uh, did some shopping yesterday. Yeah, we did. Actually, I'll say we bought something, but we w- took all day to buy it and we yes. went to multiple places. Yeah, that was a plan for the day. Yeah, it's we were looking for furniture because uh, our apartment needs a, like a coffee table and an, another like side chair, accent chair piece. We're starting to fill out our living room. We got a sofa already. Those are two things that we needed on the books mm-hmm. to kind of fill out the space, right? Yeah. And we looked up all these furniture stores and it, we ended up buying the chair and coffee table at the same place we bought the couch. Yeah. We should have just went there in the first place. I think we should have, when we bought the sofa, Mm -hmm. we should have just bought that set. Like that whole, it was like all in the same area. We we just looked at a spot and we said, we'll take everything. We should have done that. Instead, it took us a month to finish everything. Because we ended up buying the the matching like chair for the sofa. Same color too. Yeah. Nothing different at all. We should have just hang out there forever. Yeah. (laughs) We went to like four or five other stores to see what they had. Some places didn't have anything. Because we were trying for a Macy's and JCPenney, and some of those locations do have furniture, but not, apparently not all of them. Not all of them. And then we went to like uh, family-owned business ones. Yeah. And those are cool. And they have some options, but also uh, I don't like when the salesman's like, as soon as I step foot in, it's like, they ha- they can I help you? What are you looking for? And I immediately, it's like, well, I don't want to shop here. <laughs> I think uh, we try to just like brush them off as soon as possible mm-hmm. so yeah. that we can get to the browsing ourselves. Yeah. We don't want to be upsold or sold on the spot to buy this thing in front of us. Mm-hmm. We know what we want. There's one place I went to and the salesman was like approaching me. So I, I literally like walked faster away from them. Like, I know. Like I knew that they're going to bug me. So I went to the other end of the store. And yeah. I just want to see if they'll keep following me. I think they're used to that. I think they, they know everyone's kind of annoyed with them. Yeah. And they try to hunt you down. That's why they're there at the start once you walk through the door. Mm-hmm. And once you start to walk faster, they go to me because they saw us walk in <laughs> together. I'm, I'm too nice. I have to go like, yeah, okay, we're here to look for furniture, but we'll talk to you in a bit. I, I did like a lap of the store and I already immediately know there's nothing here I want. There's Sometimes it's the price. You could just tell by the price of the first thing, you know, nothing here is going to be in your price level. Yeah, because if I don't like this and it's already out of my budget, the things I will like, I for sure won't pay for here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I, I did a lap. I was like, there's nothing here I want. And I even went to like, they have like a back showroom. I went through that too. And I was like, there's nothing here I want. And I was I'm getting ready to leave. And then the guy walked up and he's like, Oh, uh, what exactly are you looking for? Maybe I can help you. I was like, no, no, thank you. I was like, oh, maybe I can show you this in the back. And he's like, oh, there's more stuff. I don't know if you saw it. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and then I turned. I was like, there's nothing here I want. <laughs> I even told you, like, just leave. There's nothing. He's trying to pull you into in deeper into his little dungeon to right. sell you on something. Yeah. Let me get you to the back of the place mm-hmm. so that we can at least walk through everything once to try yeah. and, you know, maybe, he, maybe you'll find something you're like, you don't ever know. He knows to, like, um, that we're frugal, I guess. I, maybe. Yeah. So he's like, let me show you the clearance stuff. And it's like, I, that's not even the kind of furniture I want. <laughs> He's showing us couches and tables. Like, that's not what I want. That's not what we're here for. Yeah. No. Uh, we did go to 
like an outlet too. Those are kind of weird places、yeah. where it's like a warehouse where it's like the returns of,、mm-hmm. let's say Macy's, all their furniture. Yeah, it's nice that there's a lot of furniture here, but it's kind of almost guaranteed you're not gonna find something because it's all returns. You kind of、it's、a little bit beat up, mismatched too. Like yeah, sometimes it's you know how those sectional couches, but you only get one of them, one piece of it. Yeah, so the other end doesn't have an armrest or something like that because it's, it's、so、supposed、weird. to be connected. Yeah. <laughs> They're leftovers, where it's like you could see like the interior of the couch a bit, the、mm-hmm. the way like the chase of the the sofa. Right.、Yeah. It's not.、Uh, no one's gonna buy that. Why even、no. try and keep it here? Unless for some reason you have the exact matching piece and you're missing this one. It's like what? Where? How does that ever happen? Oh, you're frugal enough and you don't mind having mismatching sure sofas. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Like I've never seen that in real real life. I've、but. seen it at like a frat house. Oh yeah, I can believe that. Then <laughs> I don't think they're shopping even for、right. sofas. They're just taking they whatever they can find.、List. Yeah, so we ended up buying the exact matching piece that we shopped for there like two months ago. We should have just went there and got the, the、yeah. matching piece. I think I purchased though our our new armchair. I think it's even softer than the matching sofa that we already have. Ooh,、okay. I think it's just I don't know why, but it's it seems softer. Yeah. Well, we sat in display models. I, I probably、oh, yeah. sat in like forty different display chairs. Oh, higher for me. I、oh, think.、Really? Yeah. It was just constantly like, sit down. Do I like this? No. Sit. Go move to another chair. What's wrong with this one? No,、nah, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think my butt has high taste now for armchairs <laughs> at this point. You know, I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to where my butt is. <laughs> I. <laughs> You don't know where your butt. <laughs> I was getting tired of sitting all day because <laughs> I had to like get up and sit down constantly. Like it, it was tiring.、Uh, can I just stand at one point? Yeah. No. <laughs> But it's weird. It's it's almost like a Goldilocks thing where it's like this chair、mm-hmm. is too stiff. This chair's back is too reclined, and it's really hard to find a perfect chair. Yeah.、Uh, the the fabric is too rough or whatever. It's too low, too wide for even our space. Yeah. Things like that. Like leather or fabric. It's like which one do I want? I know leather costs more, but it feels nicer. Yeah. And then there's like troubles with that. Is it when it's hot? Are you sticky to it? Is、mm-hmm. it cold in the morning? Yeah. Things like that. There is chairs where I would sit down in it, and initially I'm like, oh, this is kind of comfortable. It kind of works. It's enough support. The fabric feels nice. And then I wait, like I just sit there for like a minute to two minutes. Yeah. And by the end, I'm like, I hate this chair. It it's itchy. <laughs> it's like、it? all the feelings in one in one session. You going on a roller coaster ride sitting down? <laughs> okay, that's that's weird. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm happy with our purchase. I I kind of can't wait till it gets here, and、mm-hmm. I have to sit next to you on the couch. Now we need、um, throw pillows and throw blankets. Yeah, yeah, make it comfortable. I think our aesthetic. We're building aesthetic right now with our furniture. It's、mm-hmm. a little bit too white. We need more color in our in our apartment.、Uh, yeah, that's what the accent stuff is for. Yeah, I think so. You wanted to buy like a yellow chair. I thought it was kind of fancy, like the that loud chair, it's、like、mustard it's like, yellow. It's like Friends, you know, where they have that one chair that's like louder, but it's like. You know,、okay. it's your quirkier. You also want like the Dalmatian statue. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically a chair. You could sit on it, like, like you know, it's like a horse. Oh my god! Probably、right. watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that we should just got two recliners instead of a couch. Yeah, pointing at the TV. Yeah, I like that that's, idea. That's what we're messing. When are、on. we gonna get our pet ducks? <laughs> just put a kayak right in the middle of the living room. There you. That's furniture. <laughs> that's furniture. <laughs> 
All right. Um, we'll have furniture soon. Well, we have furniture now, but mm-hmm. additional chairs soon. We'll be more comfortable. And until then, I guess we have to do this podcast at their kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. Why do you explain how the show works? We split it up into three bits. First up, we'll talk about the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. This week, it is animosity. And at the end, we'll talk about our side stories, whatever uh, entertainment we've taken in this week. All right. Not too much news, but let's get into it. One of the MCU movies I'm most anticipating being very good because of the track record is James Gunn's third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, you know I'm excited. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is maybe my favorite Marvel property, just like in movies and in the comics themselves. Yeah. The first one was very good. I feel like that is hands down one of the best there is for MCU. I think so too. It was a breath of fresh air in, mm-hmm. in, in Marvel Surprise. 2. Surprise. Um, these characters nobody at the time knew about. The second one, I, I would say it's still good, but maybe not what I wanted. Like I was a little disappointed in the movie, but still had like very good parts to it. I thought it was way more emotional than the first sure, one that, yeah. you know, made me cry at the end. There's, um, it's not the same formula. I think Marvel's sometimes mm-hmm. get this thing now where they call it a formula to all their movies. I think it's it doesn't follow that as much as others, sure. I'd say. Yeah. So I'm happy with that. And then they were in, what, Infinity War and Endgame. Of course. But they're really good in those. And, and then they fired James Gunn. <laughs> they gave him the boots. Never to return again you're like you're out of here for things you did in the past that have nothing to do with what you're doing now right right your twitter says it all so then he does a movie for dc yeah the enemy and that movie was very good i think it's one of their best movies yeah i think uh could be their, their best in this world that they have so far. And um, even before it got released, they t- said, like, okay, we'll take you back, James yeah. Gunn. We'll take you back for the third one. We we, t- we eat our words. Oh, man. Um, they, they fired him from directing it, but they were still going to use his script, I believe. So they have to credit him as Yeah, so he's still going to be writer? a part of it, right? Okay. But I think they, they knew that it wouldn't be as good unless he was directing, I think. I think that's obvious. It's just yeah. they were not sure how the world felt about him or if yeah what they you know what he supposedly did is yeah is to answer for now and i think when he got hired by warner brothers to do the suicide squad and most people's reaction online were like cool this is gonna be good mm-hmm. i think marvel was like okay they're okay with him <laughs> let's get him back <laughs> that's a good point the enemy kind of just like put a stamp on him again he's fine yeah let's we're let, okay let with it. take the bullet in case shots are fired wow if what if that movie was not good they would mm-hmm. just fire him again <laughs> it's fine it's good it's, it's an amazing movie so yeah peacemaker is also very good that he's working on in the, the tv series yes yes uh, it's being released right now we talked about it last week i think it's like the number one streaming show right now right now i think so it's things that are still being released I, I believe it i mean it's a little bit quiet but yeah yeah so he's back for the third one that's gonna come up and we know they casted adam warlock in it right that guy with the eyebrows forgot his name I forgot his name Porter? Polter? That sounds right. Polter? Yeah. Uh, still yeah. don't know his take on it, but I guess I trust James Gunn with it. I, 
a different path they're going with it. I, I see. It's weird know. that he's not joining until the third one because in the comics he's like pretty prominent in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, at least in the uh, the run that I love the most. Uh, he was also like a core team in Avengers Assembled, where he was part of the Guardians in that. So it was like, oh yeah, I felt like he was going to show up anyways. So we'll get him in the third one, but I think that might be it because rumors are that this is like the final hurrah for the Guardians. Like we won't see them again after this. Maybe a handful of them, but not as like the Guardians anymore. Well, according to James Gunn, he confirms that this will be the last time we see this team, right? So mm-hmm. you can take that in a lot of different ways. This team, Guardians in general, this team, the roster of Guardians. Yeah. Is it just saying that like, I'm going to leave? You could do whatever you want sure. with the characters. What do you think it is? I think it's, we're going to have more Guardians movies actually. And it's just going to be a different makeup. Maybe Star-Lord and Gamora are still there. Other ones are being switched out. Uh, this is my take on it. Um, we will maybe get another Guardians of the Galaxy team, and none of them will be in it. Maybe maybe Adam Warlock will still be in it. Okay, maybe the latest installment. But I really think the big names are finished with this. I already think, like Dave Bautista said, like I'm probably done after this one. Yeah, that's he doesn't want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Cooper also said this is probably his last time voicing Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, I could see that. And I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Pratt doesn't want to do any more of these movies. This is is going to be his fifth one that he's in yeah the avengers stuff i guess so i mean that's like all of them i guess right but if you if you count love and thunder this will be his sixth one because the guardians are also in that yeah so kind of they have the same amount of like movies right except for mantis i guess mm-hmm. um i think i wonder i, I see drax and rocket leaving yeah. Groot too so i think maybe the, the gamora and star lord and mantis can follow up in in the next team but who knows really i think chris pratt's done just because he's sick of it or he or Maybe he wants something. Yeah, he wants to do other things, and also maybe Marvel would like to move on with him too. Oh, with with everything. All right, I could I could see that. Uh, Who would they fill the team up with then? In the Uh, future? Yeah, there's there's Nova. Sure. The the Richard Ryder character specifically, because this is already in Nova Corps. You could throw Captain Marvel in there if you wanted. Yeah, Captain Marvel. I think she's too big for a team. You know, she could lead it now though. Yeah, that's true. But that doesn't feel like Guardians to me. I mean, it could be anything. Maybe. We don't have Guardians. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the end of that whole franchise. I agree too. That that could work, but uh, I I personally don't want to happen. I like the Guardians. Maybe there's yeah. a Guardians team, but they don't get a movie, right? They show up in event stuff moving forward. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what you, are the you get the Guardians three thousand? Yeah, the Guardians. Uh, you think Sly is gonna come back? <laughs> I think he's in the third one at least. Oh yeah, I think so. He's gonna return. That was a. I wonder how they could tie that back. And they had Yondu already to bring him in for the second one. But some other comic book characters I want to see possibly introduced. Phyla Vell, Moon Dragon. Those characters brought a lot of drama into that storyline. Yeah, they were really big in the that comic book and have yet to be seen in the movies. Exactly, right? Yeah. Very cosmic, so it makes sense. Major Victory? Major Victory. He was supposed to be of Guardians 3000 originally, yeah. but I don't think he was in that team. Was he? That From what we in saw the, on screen? No. Yeah, so they could do his storyline where... He's like frozen in space. From the future also. Yeah. Things like that. That sounds like... With Captain America. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what about the newer characters? I don't want them on the team. The thing was on yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Kitty hard to Pride. put him on there if he's not even in the movies yet. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's not going to happen. I don't want it to happen at, at all. Yeah. There's a lot of those characters. Thing, Kitty Pride, Flash, Thompson, Venom. I think was on Guardians. At one Iron point. Man. Iron Man was on the team. Iron Man. Yeah. No thanks. So a lot of these characters I don't think would work yet, and probably wouldn't work at all when time comes down the road to make another team. I don't think they'll they'll do it. One I do think is possibly going to show up in Love and Thunder and could work on Guardians is uh, Beta Ray Bill. Oh yeah, he could possibly show up soon. He was in a version of the team, and then be on the be on the team moving forward. He's very he's like alien. He could he's cosmic yeah. and that works. How about uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider? Yeah, that's that's too much baggage to bring along with it. <laughs> just do it. Just make one. Just, just do it. He's like the coolest new character. <laughs> he. <laughs> He's so radical. <laughs> I don't know if he's my jam, you know? Yeah, but I don't think we're going to see this team. I think this... They, he also said this movie's going to be darker than on the other two. Yeah. So my guess is that it will end with death of some of the characters and just the, whoever survives just kind of move on in Marvel. Interesting. So I don't think we'll see the team again. And um, yeah, I think it's the end for a lot of the characters too. <sighs> That's a bummer. Uh, you know, James Gunn, he's uh, he's made his imprint on superhero stuff in general. Both both teams, right? Right. Do you think he's done with superheroes soon? Like, uh, as far as Suicide Squad, possibly doing another one. Is he done with uh, Peacemaker second season? He's not going to do that. And is he cutting a quiz with Guardians? Do you think he's going to move on to other ventures? I think so. Yeah. And I think he has a lot more storytelling that he wants to do that's not comic books. Because what's the, la- the last six things he's done is comic books right yeah so i want to see his other work other ideas um so i don't think he'll keep going with this i think he's done probably at least for a long time with guardians 3 he's made great stuff obviously like we talked about mm-hmm. i'm kind of want him to stop <laughs> yeah because he's like he can't get getting away with this he's just warping the comic book characters <laughs> and just making them quirky and audience friendly uh, yeah. granted they're amazing movies they're but, great though yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want it's to stop just stop it's fine well Um, who do you think is going to not survive past Guardian 3? Rocket. I think Rocket is the one that's going to pass away. But it's also a re- kind of a retread with Yondu, the the outsider that, f- you know, fights away people that get close to him. Because I think we're going to get, um, as a villain, the what's the a high visionary? Is that his name? High visionary. Mm. There's a red alien face guy that's like a robot. I forgot what his name. Uh, high evolutionary? Is that his name? That sounds right. Yeah. I think he's going to be the villain of the, the third one. Strange. Okay, and we're gonna see that he created Rocket because I think it's gonna be a lot of Rocket's um, origin in it. Oh, uh, but I don't, I don't know if he'll die in it, but I think he might leave the team. I think, I think he might, he might go, and then that will give Groot a reason to maybe leave or something. Maybe you know. And then um, for Drax, I know some fans were disappointed that his story did not resolve with the, with the death of Thanos, like with Endgame, because like he needs revenge, and he was kind of didn't get that with with Endgame. Yeah, he never got his revenge. Yeah. He's just, Thanos is dead now. Yeah. So I think he will have some kind of closure with this movie. Hmm. Okay. What, okay. Well, maybe they could involve Moondragon because that is his daughter in the comics. Yeah. So maybe there's something there. Maybe finding she's alive. Somehow this whole time. And yeah. Still bald as he is. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, what about uh, Star Fox? Oh, okay. And the Eternals, would they be connected to Guardians? Some type of crossover? Yeah. Possibly. Uh, Star Fox, I know he's involved in the Guardians. 
Guardians recent comic book. Okay. So I think what could go on there? Like um, maybe they're on a planet that the, a different set of Eternals was going to or something like that. Maybe. And then they have some interactions there. Yeah. But I don't know. I have no, no reason for Star Fox to show up so far. Yeah. I think we're not going to... I think James Gunn also said we're not going to see anything from Guardians 3 for the whole year. Like, oh. not even a teaser or trailer. Like, 2022 is not going to have anything for it. All right. So, wait. It's a long time. Wait, uh, wait till next year before we see anything. Yeah. Yeah. We might get, we'll probably get leaks or behind the scenes stuff, but nothing official this year is what he said. It's been a good time since the, the second movie. I guess he had to take a break and he's got uh, he's he away also from the not employed by them for yeah, a while. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, one thing that will never die and we'll never see the end of is Spider-Man. Yeah. Because Sony is just, they're squeezing that juice out of every bit of him. Yeah. Uh, and they're now planning, we know they're going to probably do another Venom movie. Morbius is around the corner. Craven is coming. Uh, I think now they want to do a Madam Web movie is what's rumored. Yeah. Cause everyone was, uh, climbing for that. They want a Madam Web movie. They, that's their favorite Spider-Man character. <laughs> I know. That's I, how, why is there not one? yet <laughs> how do you do a whole movie about madam web i think it's pretty much just a spider-man movie but madam web is the one that we're seeing the pov from maybe because there's a lot of spider-man is that what it is i don't i don't know like madam web is essentially like what dr strange did as far as like opening a multiverse to the spider-verse right yeah she's a, a psychic too yeah she has a chair <laughs> it's so i don't understand what she could be the only thing i could think of is that she is almost like a storyteller to the story to the oh, movie okay and telling stories of different spider-men from different universes and maybe not even peter parker's like maybe we get to see like a Spider-Man noir live action. I see. And she tells that story and then she tells the story of uh, Spider-Man 2099 or something like that. So like weirdly like into the Spider-Verse characters but live action and in like an anthology movie or something. Like what if? Like basically what if kind of thing. Kinda, yeah. Where we have little vignettes of uh, in the world of these Spider-Man other multiverse yeah. characters. Yeah. Okay, I could get, get on board with that. It's almost like Tales from the Crypt. That's where I got the idea. Okay. <laughs> she is kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, uh, I could see that happening. They can have Nick Cage come back as Spider-Man Noir. It works. It works. No, it doesn't. <laughs> We're not going to see his face. is going to be in a mask. I don't know how else you make her, a movie for her and why you even have her. Another theory I had was like, it's like uh, they're just using that as a placeholder and it's not really about her. Okay. Just so we, it's like a surprise later. Just just to keep it on the books. Okay. Yeah. But I, what big surprise do they want to hide that they're making i don't i don't couldn't think of one um it could be a miles morales thing if if it's just that but they yeah. like keeping their secrets the spider-man and sony people they try to they try to at least yeah, yeah but uh could it be spider-man 4 toby mcguire oh <laughs> well toby he's uh, we had like a three spider-man interview recently right yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, released um i think he mentioned uh not to close a chapter on this but see some narrative conclusion all this and people ran with that saying like the story's not closed and we're yeah. gonna have more toby in the future i don't see that happening uh, yeah i think they're also kind of like trained to build a little hype oppressed trained yeah. is that the word kind of like that yeah yeah so i think what he said was something like no way home does not give his spider-man that's not his like final chapter he's gonna have more adventures that's not the saying they will make it it's just that they are there yeah you, we didn't film it i think they're saying like he's still spider-man after this yeah okay yeah that's, that's probably what they're doing just keep us biting at the nail of it right yeah uh 
I don't know. Madam Web, they, they said they are filming this year already which is that means they have a story well they're they're casting right now um apparently that's this stole the rumor some people said it could be sandra bullock playing madam webb i think that's bad that's not even who i think about when i think of madam webb i think of helen mirren <laughs> oh that's actually really good <laughs> that's pretty good uh, sandra bullock i don't there was like an interview with her on jimmy kimmel and kimmel actually asked her if she even knew what the character was and she didn't but she I was, would say a lot of people don't yeah that's not their fault you kind of, I kind of ask you questions about this character, and I don't, I don't know about She's it. She's literally just like, kind of like the spider versus gatekeeper or something, right? Yeah, it's just like an entryway into the other verses yeah, for kinda, him. Yeah, and yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like she's the middle of the web, mm-hmm. and each like section is a different multiverse of Spider-Man. The spider spinning the web, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Well, considering she's this multiversal character, does that mean we're gonna get way more multiverse stuff with Spider-Man? Just him? That I think that's what's going to happen is yeah. this could get Tom Holland outside of MCU a bit more and into other worlds and mm-hmm. he's going to go on a voyage to these other places. I don't want that. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't want literally like multiverse stuff again but I like the idea of knowing that there's these other Spider-Man and they're having their own stories and adventures and they're separated. In the background. Yeah, just knowing that. Setting that up so that way when we watch these movies, we, we the audience know that there's like a line like what I want is Tommy McGuire to have his another movie and that introduces Miles and Miles is from his world. Mm-hmm. I want Andrew Garfield to have another movie and I want him to get the Venom symbiote and that he's in the same universe as Venom uh, Tom Hardy and um, there's a search for Spider-Gwen. In a different universe or something. Yeah, and then I want Tom Holland to be the MCU Spider-Man but also have his own adventures where it's just him and no other MCU characters show up. That could work, I guess, but I, I think they want to make as many movies as possible and so they see Tom Holland as his possible uh, you know, connection, right? Obviously, Spider-Man. So they, I think they want him to peer into other worlds and then make movies off those i think that's what's gonna happen spider gwen i don't i think yeah. miles is gonna be i think miles is gonna be a di- from a different universe i just don't i want madame webb to be the center and then it shoots out that and then they have different spider-man universes yeah. i don't want tom holland to be the center and I, then we go around him that makes sense if we have to make a whole madame webb movie somehow because i don't i still don't know yeah what the hell are we gonna do with her <laughs> I honestly don't make the movie. This is the answer. Is like I don't know why they would do this, but um, obviously, if they are doing it, they have a reason and they have a script that's probably good. And uh, I think it's probably cleanup because they have all these movies: um, Morbius, uh, Venom, Craven. That they, I think, even as they make them, they don't know what (laughs) world they're in, and they'll figure it out later. And Madame Web might be the way they figure it out. I think I came up to that theory too that they don't know what these movies like. Who's their Spider-Man? They don't even yeah. know after they until they know. They don't know yet, I think. Yeah. All we know is who's not. Because like Venom, his Spider-Man is not Tom Holland because he came into another dimension. True. So that's like the only thing we know. <laughs> that we know for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like the other villains might not even have a Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. So that was one thing I was thinking too, is that's why they need to throw a Spider-Man at them. And yeah. Madam Web is the entryway. Uh, like Craven, I don't know how you make that movie without Spider-Man. Like, what is he going after? Is he just going to go regular hunting, like going for hippos and <laughs> is antelopes? Is he going to prove that he's the best hunter? Like, th- that's so dumb. I have no idea. You already uh, know the best hunter, Sean Hunter. Who is that? <laughs> Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> I think his dad is better. <laughs> but um, they they could have this as a entry point for other characters they have rights to. Spider Woman, possibly. Apparently, yeah. Sony and MCU have rights to Spider Woman because they're she's a Spider Man kind of character and also a heavily Avengers character. So they both have the rights, apparently. Yeah, because when I think of Spider Woman, I don't think of Spider Man. I don't think them as being connected. They have similar names, but they're not in the lore of each other's like origins or anything. They're my, literally my not. Head. Yeah, because uh, Stan Lee just said. The other guy, DC, might just make a Spider-Man woman movie, uh, a comic book, yeah. and have rights to it, claim rights to it. So we just yeah. have to turn something out. Who cares if it's not related to Spider-Man? Make something. Yeah. And that's what they did. Uh, yeah. And honestly, when I think of her, I think of Avengers. Right. Especially new Avengers. So I don't connect her. If I were to say, like, who makes one, I would say Disney, not Sony. Uh, they could do. They, they could both make a movie because uh, the Quicksilver scenario, it's the same thing with, uh, with them and, and uh, X-Men. Well, you know what they did? In the comics is they made them not mutants <laughs> yeah that's so then they're like okay now you can't use them because they're not mutants well what are they gonna do with spider woman not like take away her spider power she didn't have any in the first place but the agreement with the the licensing is for spider-man and his characters she's not one of his characters apparently they have the rights to it too that makes no sense to me they they share rights to the character right. yeah that's, that's so weird okay. whatever i mean in the end disney's gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> just just make it disney yeah we'll pay you anyways yeah um lastly now i want to talk about real comic book news idw apparently they're the fifth largest comic book company right now yeah so obviously marvel dc one and two image number three who's number four dark horse i think dark horse is above idw yeah i thought dark horse might be above image oh really but now i don't think that's true i don't think that's true I think, yeah i always thought image was number three i think so now yeah and i honestly wish valiant was higher but i know they're not higher than idw yeah, I wish they were number four. Valiant is, is good so sometimes, but I also yeah. see the similarities it has to the big two. Mm-hmm. And... It- not that it's a carbon copy, but it has notes of them and I don't yeah. have nostalgia for it. Yes. That's why I don't love it. I don't give my whole heart to it. Dark Horse does have like very good comics too though. So I see why they're number four, possibly number three. They're pretty strange. And just Image has this deal of just make whatever is good. Yeah. So we'll make it. Mm-hmm. Boom Studios also yeah, they make very them good. And I guess they're number six, but they could creep up to number five because IDW, who's number five, is apparently losing rights to some of their characters that they license. Some of the biggest characters they have, they're losing Transformers and G.I. Joe. That's who I think of when I think of <laughs> IDW, is those characters for comics. Yeah, IDW, I definitely see them as a licensed comic book publishing company. Yeah. They work with those characters a lot. And these, like, was it 80s cartoon characters, mm-hmm. are where their hits are, where they yeah. kind of continue to have a presence in the comic book store. One of the biggest ones they had and then lost was Star Wars, right? Was it was it? like Star Wars... Uh, was that? Dark Horse. That was Dark Horse. Okay, so, never mind. But they have the rights to before Star Wars youth and Marvel youth stuff, like like for oh, kids. Okay, yeah. Well, I definitely thought of like GI Joe and Transformers when I think IDW. Yeah, like when you go to a Comic Con and they have like their big booths, mm-hmm. and then they have the little like square sign hanging above each booth, right? And like I'll see Marvel and you see their characters and you see DC and you see Batman and Superman. And sure. Woman. When I go to the IDW, it's Optimus Prime and Snake Eyes. That's who I see on their <laughs> sign. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so they're losing the the rights. Hasbro is the one that owns the properties, right? Yeah, yeah, the toy and company. They license it out to IDW, but I think in the summer of this year, their license is expired, and they're not going to renew it with them. Okay, that's bad news for those guys for IDW. Yeah, uh, they they say it's. It feels like it's obvious it's going to go to Marvel just because they have the budget to buy whatever they want. Mm -hmm. But there's other competitors looking to buy them. Mm -hmm. Specifically, Skybound uh, is looking to buy them from Image Comics. I would say I would want to see it go to Skybound instead of Marvel. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Though, like, the Star Wars stuff in Marvel is really good. Like, Vader comics really good and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I want Marvel to just stick with their characters. Even Star Wars stuff? And Star Wars, yeah. like you Just keep that. I know Star Wars is not in the Marvel canon, but like that's enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's the Disney world. Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to do Transformers and and G.I. Joe. They've done it in the past, but I think, uh, say Skybound got it, they would have more attention to give to those characters, I yeah. think. More capacity. And I think they would tell different stories. Like mm -hmm. They're kind of like more free to write compelling stories, I think. That's true. There's less of an eye on them. Yeah. Possibly. I, I think there's less restrictions. Like Because Disney owns Marvel, there might be some off-limit things. Mm. Yeah, that could be true. Yeah. How, how, what off-limit stuff could there be with Transformers and G.I. Joe, though? It's it's like a uh, cartoon. I, mean, I don't know. How do you make a Transformer? I don't know. <laughs> the, oh, it's the Allspark. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't know Transformers that well, uh -huh. but I think they're like hatched from eggs. <laughs> Do they have parents and are they are they made in a store? I don't know. Manufactured? Are they just toys really? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But G.I. Joe, I could see some more like adult storytelling there with their characters. I see. I thought it's a possibility. I mean, if you get into really possibly even like gory military stuff, that's possible. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to go with that route. Skybound can make some entertaining stuff that's, I would say, kid friendly or just like all ages type stuff. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking like um, Invincible. Yeah. I guess that gets gory. Like that looks like a fun comic book, but then they also like beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Pretty bloody. Yeah. So I could see that with like a G.I. Joe like for mature reading you know what I mean yeah I'm not saying gore for gore's sake or or bloodiness, but like, you know, like not like a G.I. Joe cartoon where no one really dies. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a modern G.I. Joe comic? Like you held it in your hands and looked at it. I, I honestly I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever read a G.I. Joe comic, except for the one we did, we did on the show. Yeah. And we did, you can technically not reading it. It was the silent issue. Yeah. There's no words. That was great. It was, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, but it might be gory now at, at IDW. I, I have I no idea. Yeah, I can't maybe. tell you. Well, they're not going to have it for much longer. I would like to see it go to Skybound probably but oddly enough they are going to keep some licensing for other oh. Hasbro characters they have the Dungeons and Dragons IP oh they do and then I think this is actually the real biggest one is My Little Pony I, th I honestly think it's pretty big for them. I think it is. Yeah, I think that's why they're like, we don't need Jones. We have My Little Pony. <laughs> You're going to see that at the comic convention on the yeah. posters. My Little Pony. All right. I'm curious if what they're trying to buy now, like whether licensing they want to take in, I think they want to make moves still if they're losing these. Yeah. Who, who, what, like... TV, probably cartoon, would you want to see IDW make into a comic book? Like, what continuation? Like, I, th I think they did also live action things. Like, didn't they do like Buffy and Smallville? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I can believe it. I want to say they do those Smallville? comics. So, even like live action shows, like, you would love a Gilmore Girls <laughs> IDW comic Shut up. book. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> That'd be great. Um, like, I know it's a DC stuff, but, but like you said, Smallville, do they do Arrowverse stuff? I mean, like, that's ending soon. I know they're, yeah, they're making Arrowverse 
comics soon. I don't know what yeah. company it's with, but like in the world of Arrowverse, continuing the story in it's comics. It's not DC. It might be DC, but <laughs> like you said, Smallville, that's yeah. a DC thing, but yeah. it's not with DC. Yeah, they, I think it's licensed through DC to IDW. Oh, yeah. Is there anything else like in, you could think of that you'd want to see continue there? Um, I'm thinking about like the old cartoon that were back in the day, the similar to Ninja Turtles. Wasn't there one that's like, like space rats that space that, that, oh biker mice yeah yeah biker mice from mars yeah i want to see do they have that at all like that'd is, be cool is there a comic book of that what about i don't uh, remember the story at all street sharks yeah street sharks <laughs> that was radical <laughs> yeah who Those needs gi joe when you have street sharks <laughs> they've got big faces they're sharks come on make it happen i want to see it take uh, my money <laughs> that is it for comic book news like i said not that much but um, if you haven't already, please don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Like and share. We're on all major podcast platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Let's talk there about uh, all co- things comic books. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Got a brand new comic book coming up. It's called Animosity. I keep wanting to say Animalosity. Why? Because it's about animals. <laughs> <laughs> So last week, you uh, brought up that we always do DC and Marvel stuff. Like, that always is in the rotation, right? So you did an image book, right? Right. Well, so I raise you, a comic book publisher company that we haven't done yet, Aftershock Comics. I think we've done them. Have we? I think so. Crap. <laughs> that was the whole crux of this. Okay. But we're going to do... Right, never mind. Let's say we haven't done it. There you go. Okay. We're going to be doing this comic book, Animosity. And uh, they was released in 2016 issues there was told of 28 of them we're just going to be doing the first four now okay. the name of the trade is the wake and uh that the name of that kind of makes a big note in the story so mm-hmm. look out for that the writer of this book is marguerite bennett um she's done books like dc's bombshells a force um so she kind of uh does a lot of female-led comics some stuff in the related to the lgbtq community mm-hmm. she even got a glad media award uh, back in the day nice so she actually started off um at sarah lawrence college where she took a course that was taught by Scott Snyder in a graphic novels work. Oh, really? Yeah. So that actually led to her debut in comics when she was approached by Snyder to do the Batman annual. So oh, that's nice. what led into the into the work. Um, and then our artist today is Raphael De La Torre. Um, some of the comics he's done, one is called uh, Super Zero. Never heard of it, but interesting mm. name. Okay. I was uh, going to ask you about it, but if you've never heard of it. Then. I've never heard of it. I've seen the cover. Uh, I still can't piece together what the story is. <laughs> um, some of the more well-known stuff is Black Widow. He's worked on recently last okay. year. And right now, he's working on Daredevil Woman Without Fear. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, yeah the uh, Electra one, right? Yeah. And he's, so he's a Brazilian comic artist. Um, like seeing his work, it was pretty good in this one, I think. Yeah. Um, so Aftershock, I don't know if we've done their comics, maybe we have, but I'm curious about what the feel of their, their whole vibe, you know, their house feel is. Um, I think they're newish. I think so. Probably, probably right. Yeah. Because um, I've seen their name net more and more recently. Yeah. This one is their like standout. Like if oh, you go really? to their website, yeah, it's like this and another comic, and those are like the two well-known ones. What's the other one? A Walk from Hell. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it's about two FBI agents that just kind of fall into this world of like finding horrors oh, wow. here and there. Save that for October. Yeah, exactly. So I, if these are two were like the biggest ones, I'm curious why they're so famous, right, for now, right? 
with that, let's uh, go ahead and jump in the story if you're ready. We find ourselves in San Francisco. Um, we're following this uh, veterinarian mm -hmm. and this um, uh, exterminator. Uh, so apparently this exterminator is there at the veterinarian clinic because there's rats in their building. I thought this was a very like poignant opening because mm -hmm. the exterminator is talking to the veterinarian. It's like, kill all the rats, but save all the mice, right? Like the hamster is what yeah. all the rodents are talking about. Of. Talking to them like that, it's like... As long as they're cute, we don't kill them, right? It's like he's kind of almost like teasing the veterinarian in a way. He he said there's like morality has an aesthetic, mm -hmm. like that's the phrase he used around this. Yeah, um, it's kind of wild to think about, right? This book kind of has all those questions that just erupt out of nowhere. Right. You'll come to see that. So this exterminator looks into the hole in the wall to tend to these rats. When suddenly a bunch of them run out and they attack the exterminator like he is this is my nightmare on the ground these rats like hordes of rats are biting him chewing him up but also they're speaking english they're screaming out uh rat bastards screaming into this exterminator because he's there to kill them yeah he's like die die they're, they're, they're like trying to eat this guy and they're just like attacking him and how the heck are they talking right like what is going on here yeah next we see a panel of a bunch of different animals just out and about like in different scenarios throughout the world right like the polar bear is say eating a seal there's uh, some pandas at a sanctuary right and, uh, there's even uh, like a pet dog and, and, and a kid right mm -hmm. um, there's a cow that's about to be killed off by the farmer right because it's not providing milk or whatever so they're just living their lives when out of nowhere, all of the animals, all the animals in the entire world, they rise up in consciousness to like human level. And they can speak. They could speak English or whatever language that they're in, right? And they can talk and they have uh, just the level of intelligence now of humans. Just out of nowhere, a weird phenomenon going on, right? Like that polar bear I was talking about, he was like... Oh my God, what have I done eating the seal? <laughs> the, the the cow was begging for his life from the farmer, like, don't don't kill me. And then the pandas, I thought this was funny, like, they grab the guns of the security guards there. They're like, it looks like they're like, oh, it's like wildlife safari thing. Yeah. But then they kill each other, not the guards with the guns. They shoot each other saying like, why would you keep us alive for so long? Like So morbid. They're like forced to stay alive and fed for entertainment, right? Pretty strange, right? Because yeah. they're like zoo animals, right? right. Yeah. Uh, all these different instances of animals, just their lives are shifting now. This uh, Shamu whale type thing is in love with his trainer. The this um this iguana tells his owner that his boyfriend is cheating on him. Like all yeah, these different they weird have, like consciousness now. Like have, I have to get this off my chest. They have memories too of what they saw when they were just regular yeah. animals. They know they're animals, but also it's like now they are people. Like they need to tell them stuff and they know that they're like treated badly they're just talking like some of them like this one scenario um this little girl she's about 11 years old her name is jess and her dog she was just playing with it playing catch with it when suddenly the dog his name is sandor gets a again this rush of intelligence and he says to the little girl uh, I just love you, Jesse. Like, like you know, like a cuddly little dog loves his owner. It's weird because like she loves it too, so she hugs the dog. The dog starts to cry. Like it now has like emotion and everything. Yeah, exactly. Like a uh, you know the, the the tie between a, a dog and their owner is so sweet, and this is just another scenario of that. Mm -hmm. it just now he could say it. 
Exactly. So weird, right? Um, when Jess's dad barges into the door and say, get away from the dog, get away from the dog. Because he knows out in the wild, all of the animals just have consciousness now and are kind of rampaging. Right. Like the video game Rampage. <laughs> birds, like the movie Birds, yeah. have now crashed into the through the window and is attacking all the people. And it's like animals, like now that they have intelligence, they know like if they're treated badly or whatever, they're trying to get their revenge on people now. They know the, the chopping order up till now. They yeah. hate humans. Right. But the dog, Sandor, saves Jesse by attacking some of the birds that are flying in. Right. The dog just loves her so much and will do anything to protect her. We see shots of different parts of the city that they're in. Uh, in in New York, like there's an octopus now that's like attacking people with knives. There's the a horse that'll kick its its rider in the face. Um, even like in between the animals, like relationships in animals, like like they like, say yeah. two birds that had eggs together, they'll break up. Like they're in a relationship. It's like you never asked if I wanted to have children, and I don't. <laughs> stuff like that, right? Like the, there's weird stuff happening here and there. There's and with this happening, the world is crumbling down there's planes falling buildings collapsing because it's just like the animals are attacking and they animals lead the people to the roof of the building right yeah and they're like follow us it's safe here when they get up there it's a trap the dogs of the neighbors are like we want you to die that's why we led you up here right right and the birds are attacking them now so jess is attacked and she almost like falls off the ledge Mm -hmm. so sandor this is a little bit unbelievable i believe everything up until now (laughs) the dogs Sandor dives to save her, like, off the edge of the building. He actually catches her, but they both go tumbling into a window of a penthouse apartment. And this is, like, a rich guy's apartment, right? Very nice. Apparently, this guy kept an exotic animal as a pet, a gigantic tiger. This is, like, penthouse in in New York. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They crash through the window of it, and they see a tiger that has killed its owner. Yeah. And then the tiger sees the dog with Jess, the girl. The tiger's like, oh, um, I, I know you you want to kill the girl so just step away i know you can't do it so step yeah. away and i'll do it for you right because the tiger killed its owner yeah right? attacked it and it's like how can you like the, all the animals are kind of like teaming up like how could you turn against even though we're different species we're all animals against people yeah so it's like just step aside i'll do it you don't know you don't know what that girl will do in the future right she'll grow up to be awful uh, let's just eat her, basically, is what yeah, the tiger exactly. wants to do. I felt like the scene was like from Jungle Book. You know, like the tiger, tiger is just trying to like eat Mowgli or whatever. It's that type of feeling. But Sandor jumps out of nowhere and takes a sword that was on display in this penthouse apartment and takes it straight to the throat of the tiger. Uh, again, kind of unbelievable that the dog, the dog is like a, a hound, right? Yeah, bloodhound. Yeah, bloodhound. So not exactly like, you know, a pit bull or a muscular dog, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's able to knock a sword that's on display and angle it so that the tiger, when it when it pounced, it like stabbed itself in the throat from the sword. He's, he's a smart dog. He has like a human level of conscience now. He could do it, right? Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, convenient stuff in this book. But Sandor saved the day. Um, he feels kind of sad about having to kill another animal to save the girl. But Jesse hugs him none the same and is like a touching moment, right? A week now has passed since the animals have like grown intelligence. That's that's the wake. They're yeah. awake now. And it's literally like this the city has turned into like I am legend. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um they are just in the basement of their building trying to wait out this horror that's going on in the world. 
but they're running out of food. There's no more uh, nuts and eggs that they would have been feasting on up till now. So the dad and Sandor have to go out and scavenge, right? And this is a weird dynamic here because the dad doesn't really trust Sandor. Any animals now. Yeah, he's seen what animals do and he's... He's talking to Sandor like, you know, I, I, I'm okay with you now because you're protecting my daughter, but like, don't get it twisted. Like, I don't trust you. Yeah, he's he's kind of a prick too, this this yeah. this dad. Um, you kind of see that later on. So they, they go uh, to the streets of New York, go down into the subway looking for something they can scrounge up when out of the subway train comes rushing in two crocodiles. Like, literally like giant. Like, they're the size of the subway train. Exactly. They're, they're coming in there and... Uh, I think they've been feasting because they've, there's blood all over them, not their own. Yeah. Whatever they've been chewing there's like down literally on. bones of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they go and, and attack these these two, uh, the, the dog and, and the dad. Sandor kind of like gets in the way mm-hmm. and the crocodile is even surprised like, oh, you're defending with people, like you're teaming up with them. And it attacks Sandor and it's got it pinned down. And the dad has his rifle, but he won't shoot right away, right? Because like he doesn't even trust the dog. This could be like a convenient way to get rid of him. Yeah. Don't waste the bullets. But the dog is screaming to the dad, Oscar. He's like, please. And he even calls like, master help. Yeah. And so he does it. He uses the rifle to shoot the the crocodile into the eye. And um, the two of them are able to run out of the subway. And he... (laughs) This dad is even like not letting him forget. He's like, man, you were lucky I was there. Yeah, like the dog knows like he almost didn't do it. Like, Make it. Almost let me die. Yeah. So now the dog is kind of like pissed at the dad. <laughs> A little down the road now, it is Sandor with the mother. Like a month later, they're in Central Park. And after all this time now of animals being smart, they form weird like commune communities or like centers, right? Like it's the world is basically in an apocalypse now. Right. Think of it that way, right? Yeah. I don't know if electricity is running or, you know, it's not the same world as before. And you see little uh, factions of animals, but they're still communicating with each other, right? Like there's mm-hmm. there's um, a cat selling drugs at this little farmer's market that they're at. Um, I think this group is almost like um, peace yeah. for all. So because there's people and animals kind of like mingling together here. But this is like rare. Like most places is like no people and no animals. Like they're against each other. Yeah. But here is like one place where they could all kind of like coexist. Uh, a free trade zone, if you will, right? It's like mm-hmm. a, a hub for people to, to exchange, to tr- uh, barter. And it's just, it's just freaking weird to see these animals talk about what they're dealing with. Like some of them are looking for other animals. Animals as if they're like lost family yeah, exactly, members. Yeah, there's um, there's these like little group of rabbits that are whispering to each other like we cannot trust these humans. We must yeah. be, we must trick them in any way to save our hides, right? And there's like little factors of how these animals feel about humans, how they feel about other animals, and it's it's just strange to see. It's very rise is a rise or dawn yeah of the planet of the apes but not just apes every animal every single animal talking to each other like uh, definitely not trusting most of the humans right mm-hmm. and the humans too they are dealing with this new world they live in there's some preachers out like talking to the people like uh god put us above animals from the start right like it's in the bible so he's like preaching to them as uh, this is some type of weird um, act of God that we have to tend to actually, mm-hmm. right? No one knows like why this is happening. It's a strange phenomenon that you can't explain at all. And Sandor and uh, the mother, they talk about the dad and how he's kind of rough, but 
the mom's like, he's just um, suspicious of you because he wants to take care of his little girl, right? But um, Sandra's like, oh, yeah, but we do love the same thing, which is the girl. So yeah. that's our one connection. We also learned that the girl is not the only child. Mm-hmm. She has an older brother, but the older brother is not with them and they lost contact since all this happened. The older brother actually lives all the way across the country in California. Yes. Um, that is actually the veterinarian we saw in the beginning. So yeah. look out for that. There's a connection there. And Sander even explains like, it's a weird feeling. I have all of these memories of before the wake, but they're almost like someone else's memories. They weren't mine because I didn't process them with the brain I have now. And now it feels like I'm real, like I'm a real boy. Yeah. Right? It's so strange. Now we meet up with uh, them trying to rush through the busy Times Square area. And we see in the middle, there's a senator giving a speech to the, the TV right now. It's like a press conference. Right. And um, he's he's sweating bullets right now because this is a big conference between the humans and the animals. There's a moose in front of him and sitting in the moose's antlers are squirrels with guns to the face of the senator. <laughs> yeah, they're like forcing him to read something, right? Yeah, exactly. They have to try and come up with a peace treaty between animals and humans. Yeah, exactly. The humans, they've been killing uh, animals forever for food. For food, yeah, for game. For game, for for hunting, right? And they... Caging them up for zoos and stuff. For pets, I guess, put they, them on a leash. Yeah, they do like experiments on them in science labs. They have to kind of resolve all these things. The center's like, well, we have to kind of excuse all that behavior because it's a different world now, right? We, yeah. We, we have to come with an agreement. And the squirrels are like, well, you have to release all of the caged animals now, everything that was made for food, right? Mm. You have to release them. Um, and you have to stop breeding us. That, that has to stop exactly, too. Exactly, yeah. Weird um, thing where they're, they're just fighting for rights with each other. When in the crowd erupts this guy who's, a, I guess, a human rights terrorist. Yeah. And he's like a suicide bomber and blows up. Um, right there in the middle of the scene. It is like this whole disruption now in the crowd and all like the chaos and everyone's trying to like get away. And Jesse's there in the middle and this guy sees that she has food that she's gotten, like cans of food. So the guy draws a gun on her, like trying to steal the food. Sandor jumps into action and bites this guy's throat clean off like he's MacGruber. <laughs> yeah. And um, the dad is not happy that Sandor saved the girl because he's thinking that guy could have shot jesse at any point yeah like he had a gun and so the dad starts beating on sandor like it's this awful thing of like people beating on dogs it's kind of a thing now but in this weird context now right where um it kind of just fades out and we jump to a year later essentially he was beating up like a person yeah because sandor has intelligence now and not only that like he was trying to protect the daughter but the dad doesn't see it that way so i i don't know if you can agree with the dad or not right it's is he family also? Is the Sander family? No, like he's his dog. Like he knew him before all this. Yeah, he kind of loved him back then, right? But now it's a year later and Jesse is with Sandor, but no one else. It's just the two of them. They're digging through this tunnel, trying to get out of the sewer system. And we realize they're alone. And it's revealed that the parents have died tragically in the past since a year ago. Yeah. And it's just the two of them. It's just Sandor and Jesse. And they're making their way. They're trying to get to California to see her brother. Right. And we get a flashback now of how... Sandor was like found and became a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess they were like at this farm and the dog 
dog had given birth to like a bunch of pups, right? Yeah. And they wanted to get one and Jesse picked Sandor, who was like the runt of the litter. Like he was the smallest one. Tiny little one. Um, the farmer that they're trying to buy the dog from is like, well, uh, I don't know if you could get her. The mom's pretty protective of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if she should even touch the dog at all. But Jesse just climbs into next to the, the dog and is the mom's like even welcoming of Jesse. Yeah. So this is how you know like they're like meant to be. Yeah. And it's a sweet moment of flashback of um, them being together for the first time. Now they're um, at the edge of the, the river and it's the Hudson River, right? Yeah. And they are waiting on someone to show up for them because they're trying to make a, a trek right they're, they're they're on a road trip right now basically yeah their, their mission is to get across the country just the two of them and they can't even get past the hudson river so, <laughs> but they've had made a deal with uh, another animal to help them across and appears is a giant humpback whale like imagine a humpback whale in the hudson river <laughs> <laughs> apparently this humpback whale is part of a animal society mm-hmm. and he's like a, a a worker for them and he's gonna get these two across the river um he works for the military. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets them down the river and then they finally get off and they're at this uh the fort of this anim military yeah and they're led by this it's like this dog right it's almost like a what do you call this kind he's, of dog it's a, a gray wolf a gray wolf okay and he's uh his name her name i think it's a girl is yeah. mimiko mimiko and it, it, this feels like a walking dead or something when they build a community yeah because like animals are like running the show here but they they live like people like they live indoors and they they cook for everybody and all this stuff and they have like guards with guns but they're all animals yeah they're they're equipped too there's dogs with like um bear trap masks that don't have like sharp teeth on them yeah there's turtles with um rocket launchers on their backs yeah how do they get this stuff it's awesome (laughs) um apparently they need a bloodhound right so that's why they made a deal with sandor they need his nose to go look for some of someone in their group that's been missing for now on right right? um mimiko is trying to hire uh sandor to find this greyhound that's in the crew that that, that's missing now in exchange for safe passage to the north and allow for jesse and sandor to move forward right because it's basically everywhere is like a is war right now right Mm -hmm. it's 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 a difficult world they live in now what's weird is at the at a military they have like a human servant right Mm -hmm. like he serves all the animals he's even shackled up and sandor doesn't like this at all but he's like all right whatever i gotta do to to get my girl out of here and they also have human prisoners like in cells so apparently the greyhound they're looking for has maybe been held captive by the american military and the plan is to exchange these hostages for the the greyhound right all of these um human hostages they kind of resentful of these animals keeping them hostage they even say that they know what the source of the wake was what caused all the animals to become smarter so they come up with like this uh uh, deal where they would trade the greyhound for the hostages that they have which are like scientists mm-hmm. so they meet them at like the gate and it's it's really weird to see like humans being escorted as they're shackled up by turtles with rocket launchers <laughs> yeah 
And then on the other side, it's like these military dudes that has a dog with like a bag over its head. As a hostage. As a hostage too. Like, it's so weird that the dog is the hostage. Like, whatever. But they're going to trade. They take the bag off the head of the Greyhound and they see that it's been like operated on. The Greyhound, the the lead dog sees that the captive has been like lobotomized or it's not all there anymore. It's not intelligent anymore. Exactly. So... Mimiko's like, oh my god, they've they've ruined her. Kill all the human hostages. Yeah, they turn to them and just like, just kill them all, right? We can't trust them. But the animals are not attacking them. They won't kill any of the humans, right? Um, the leader, Mimiko, is even like, you could eat them if you want, if you get to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, they won't kill the humans at all. The, the leader, Mimiko, jumps down to attack them herself. But out of nowhere, a koala with a gun shoots the leader, Mimiko, and is like, mutiny! Yeah. <laughs> Because it wasn't the people that hurt the greyhound. It was their own other animals. I was going to say people, but no, it's their own animals yeah. um, left her to die out in the, the river past there because they they were organizing a mutiny from the start and the greyhound figured it out. They don't like how the place is running. They're like running out of food. They're starving. So this is like a chance for a mutiny on their hands. And so the, a general from the human side of the American military just yells out on a megaphone, lay down your weapons and come with us leave this uh this sanctuary and come with us so that you can we'll, we'll tend to you we'll give you food and so the animals they kind of turn on each other and they kind of just rampage the place and some decide to attack the humans some go with the humans some don't know what to do at all now they know jesse is in the kitchen right so the turtles turn there and they shoot up the kitchen and it looks like it's like just like wasted but inside um under all the rubble they're trying to like dig their way out because they're like down in the basement where they had the cells right so they're thinking that they're dead but they're actually still alive down there okay they have to um push through the rubble thanks to this big ox they had in the kitchen and sandor realizes that jesse's just fine and tries to run to her when suddenly he's attacked from behind mimiko is angry that sandor did not help out at all to help out kill the hostages to help fight the um uh, the uh the humans and so Mimiko gets into action and tries to attack Sandor. They're fighting. Mimiko has one of those like bear traps now around her face so like she can bite stronger. At first I thought these were like muzzles, but now it makes sense that they're for attacking. Yeah, I don't know if it would work though. No, it doesn't, doesn't look like it would work. It just looks cool. <laughs> it just it does look cool. It looks awesome. But they're fighting. But Mimiko is the one that is, at the end gets defeated. Yeah, Sandor just rips that those teeth off of her and uh, uses the the bear trap to attack Mimiko's foot. And so the two unite the the little girl and the dog, and they. Sandor just wants to leave and say, like, I'll take care of you and forget about these other animals. But Jesse's the one that's like, they, they, these other animals don't know what to do at all. We yeah. have to, we have to they help them out. Part of the mutiny. Yeah. So th- <laughs> there's even a random human in there, that the one that was in the shackle. Yeah, he was like the servant. <laughs> so now it's like them with all like these random animals that have nowhere to go and this random human guy that was a servant yeah and now they're like okay well we'll just all stay together as we bring jesse to california and they need a ride so the humpback whale shows up again (laughs) he they all just ride this humpback whale out into the sunset and they're on their way their their road trip to california um it's it's a weird mishmash of animals here too and the random human in there that's how that trade 
ends, and I thought it was uh, a pretty weird story. Yeah. And I, there's a lot of parts I didn't quite get. I like liked motivations it. of of characters. Maybe. And I feel like a lot of things like turned on a dime. Yeah, it was chugging really fast. I felt like. It was going faster and faster. Skip a week, skip a month, skip a year. It was like, oh my God, these animals have awakened. A week later, they rule the world. <laughs> that said, I, I liked that it was so... So many questions. I was like, if this happened, this might be how it ends up. Like, freaking... The U.S. military couldn't, like, keep them at bay. Yeah. D- do you think that would happen? Because also they're just animals. Like, they've been treated so bad, they would just go into action and do whatever. And no. What would the people... The people are going to go crazy, too. Like they're kind of viewed as like subjects here like they're like weaker now because there's yeah but like if i was a human i'd go crazy i don't know what to do i would not let these animals control me (laughs) would you let me ask this if they could talk and had consciousness like this would you still eat any meat because basically no one's eating meat now is the idea um that you would Depends yeah. on what it is, right? I might start eating more meat. Like, as long as I don't know them. <laughs> if I don't know this cow, and then it was already processed, and then someone gave me a burger, I would eat that burger. <laughs> but you don't, get, you don't see the, your burger in the face. I don't care saying. that it can talk. It already, I already know that these animals have consciousness and intelligence. They feel pain. Emotion. And I know that now. I know they feel pain, but that's the thing is, do they have They have emotions. Yeah, they have dreams and yet people still eat them. So the fact that they could talk should not change your your point of view. And whether or not eating animals right now is wrong or right, like people do it. So yeah. the fact that they start talking and have conversations with them, I feel like I'd still eat you if I was <laughs> hungry. <laughs> Actually, they're like different ideologies in this some will eat meat but only if it's dead already like it died on its, it yeah yeah so there, there's that um and then there's other ones that are just the the animals will eat humans too just just fine right yeah so i it made me think like maybe vegans have a point but also steak you know yeah, <laughs> so exactly i don't know i don't know where i'd land but there's other questions like is that the moral like big question of this like is eating meat wrong or right is that what the story is about i don't think so i think there's more to it i think it's a lot of different questions like are we treating animals fairly like should they have rights that are maybe not exactly like ours but close like farming industries take the food out of the way like it's just horrible what they have to do to get it yeah. and i'm i'm still going to the grocery store am i the problem yeah i am part of the problem is like waste did you know that yeah exactly. a lot of waste by the farm industry and the, and the food industry to like get this food to us there's a lot of waste involved in that to get meat to us yeah whereas like vegetables is a lot less is it really i think so i yeah. didn't know that okay because you have to freeze it make it keep it cooler yeah i i, I don't and also like if you're thrusted into this world like the struggle of it is even worse than a zombie apocalypse because everything is still alive and wants to eat the meat that's available or food that's available the vegetables included so it's like harder than that world that world is even harder maybe honestly like now that animals could talk and communicate with me i find it easier to kill them You could, if they're trying to kill me, yeah, if they're attacking me and they're talking. Like now, I can easily kill you because I hear you threatening me. <laughs> but some of them might not be, and you're still hungry. Yeah, no, no, okay, I wouldn't kill animal. No, I wouldn't. You'd eat tofu. If it was life or death, I would kill an animal to survive. I'd now, now what happens if plants start talking? Now we're all screwed. Well, that's a little shop of horrors. <laughs> we're getting into that territory now. I think there's like more like weird conundrums you're gonna find in the story. There's still a lot more issues. I, I say I liked it. There's some 
storytelling that I found was like kind of brushed under the rug. Yeah. But it kept me like curious. I was, some scenes I was like getting confused about what was going on and who was mad at who, but uh, overall it's an interesting idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. Uh, I'm curious what Aftershock still has on the books, but I would recommend this and give it a try. See if you like it. It's long running now. That was animosity. Anything else you want to say about the book? Uh, it's weird. It is weird. It is weird. <laughs> Let's jump into our side stories. I haven't talked about comic books in my side stories for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. and But I have been reading comic books, but it's just been having a hard time finding ones that I'll stick with for a long time. I'll just peek here and there read issue two and maybe i'll just like uh, quit on that one but i do want to talk about two ones that i enjoyed today and they both have some aspects to them so they're similar to animosity in a way they're like, okay we're some specific aspects of them the first one uh, i read because we talked about jeff lemire signing a contract yeah. exclusively so i thought well what's jeff lemire doing recently mm-hmm. and i read this book called maze book that he wrote all right yeah is okay it's about a maze there is a maze involved Yes, but it's uh, it's not a superhero or it's kind of a sci-fi thing. But this middle-aged man is kind of sad, uh, kind of going through life right now because his daughter uh, died of an illness a couple years back, and he's kind of it kind of has like a Manchester by the Sea type of feel, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of feeling, somber feeling throughout the book. I think Lemire does a great job of that kind of feeling a book with his because it's his art too. Oh, okay, and it has he does like watercolor and all that. It gives this very like dreamy vibe to everything out of nowhere this man starts hearing his daughter's voice calling out to him saying like i'm here dad and try and find me and he gets these weird visions of a maze erupting in front of him and he has to go find her through this maze but it's like his dream it's uh we don't i don't want to reveal what it is but it's like visions and there's like um different iconography everywhere reminds me of like winter's bone some maybe (laughs) something like like that like uh he's he's on this un this quest he doesn't know about like he doesn't know exactly what's laying in front of him but he's to go find her okay and like he even like draws this like a tattoo of a maze in his arm Hmm. and it like points to where she is in this maze that's in front of him and uh like also the daughter had like doing mazes when she was alive and so he like pierced through all of her like different mazes to find what was the one calling to him to him to go find her so it's like a lot of different stuff going on as he goes through the maze there's even like a minotaur in the middle of it trying to fend him off so there's all this stuff going on where he has to go find her and it has this very somber feel throughout the whole book and it's kind of sad but it's touching because it's really short it's just five issues I, I didn't know that going into it that there's just five issues but um i would recommend it if you like his non-superhero stuff mm-hmm. the sweet tooth maybe or uh um you know essex county type stuff if you like Lemire. Who's publishing it? Um, Image Comics, I think. Image, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love the book. I didn't know it was going to end and I finished it. I was like, I don't know if I'm satisfied with the ending, but the feeling of it, you really feel the feels in this book. Does he ever run through the maze? Yeah, he runs through the maze. Like and, a runner? Okay, come on. Through the maze? <laughs> he's, he's a middle-aged maze runner. Exactly, okay. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the one thing that I found similar to animosity is there's a talking dog involved in the book. Okay. So there's there's the connection there. Um, I would I'd recommend it if you like Lemire stuff. Really enjoyed it. But really the main comic I want to talk about today is this comic called Stillwater. 
Okay, I, wait. Is this a movie also? No, it's not related to the movie that <laughs> okay. came out with Matt I was Damon. Say I've heard about this, but I've heard about the movie. <laughs> it's not related to that at all. Well, actually, it's a tangent is actually watched 30 minutes of Stillwater on the plane because it was on the, the Southwest app or whatever. Yeah. It's a good movie. I'd recommend the 30 <laughs> minutes that I watched. This comic book follows this... Um, uh, this guy in his 20s, or late 20s or so, and he gets a note about um, a fortune that he was offered and he has to go uh, to this town to go collect it, right? Like a relative, old what? relative died and is leaving okay. him a lot of money. Okay. Type of inheritance. Thing. Yeah. Um, as he arrives at the town, there's a big revelation he finds in this place. This town is the people, apparently they can't die. Okay. And they don't age. All right. It's one of those, you know, sci-fi anomalies that you could see in a lot of the different TV shows nowadays. It's kind of cheesy, but it works in this in this comic, I think. Okay. Um, so sometime in the 80s, the people there just stop dying. Like they, whenever they get injured, their wounds will be rehealed slowly and, and they, they won't die at all. And also they don't age. So they don't grow older at all, right? Um, and they decide as a town, they have to keep the secret that they can't reveal this to outside the town and uh, don't go outside the town and you have to like keep this a secret from everyone else, right? Uh, he went there because a relative died. Yeah. And he just finds this town and he's seen as the outsider, obviously, right? Because mm-hmm. he's just seen as this passerby. Mm-hmm. But um, he's like, they want to push him out like as fa- as soon as possible to get him out of the town. Sure. But he comes to realization that this town is off and something's weird. And and whoever sent that letter about the inheritance was just lying and want to get him into the town for some reason. There are some reasons he's tied to the town that okay. we come to realize, okay? Um, I'm going to make a guess. Okay. They can't die because there's something in the water. It is called steel water, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's just the name of the town. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's this closed off community, right? Mm-hmm. They have this set of rules to make sure the secret's not revealed. You don't go outside the town. Um, don't communicate with people outside the town. So it's this weird restrictive community. And so who question who's dictating all these rules? Who's uh, keeping these people kind of kind of trapped, even though they have this gift? Where they can't die, mm. they have they're immortal basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is keeping them in there, right? And that's that's the crux of the difficult situation of this town. Okay, mm-hmm. they also follow like these. This other fun thing is like what other stuff erupts when you can't die and you don't age, right? Like okay. say uh, the animals, they don't die either, but the oh. ta- the people in the town, they still want meat, right? Yeah. So what do you do? I don't want to reveal what happens, but it's it's in the comic. There's like things you have to think about when this weird scenario, what's that, what does life look like in that, right? <laughs> people, people don't age either. So the babies, the kids, they don't age. Ugh. That's weird, right? But they do grow smarter, because they're just Ugh. getting older so what's going on there right is that scientifically okay i don't know it, if that's scientifically possible and that's one thing i wondered like if they don't age if they don't have, they don't grow they don't grow and their brains don't morph right but they have time like they lived longer so they have more time to learn stuff so there's that right but you're if you're literally like an infant newborn your neck will never grow to hold your head up <laughs> yeah you're always a newborn you might always need to be like carried but uh you know like you could still get you can read a book now maybe i don't i don't okay Whatever. i don't know it's a comic book it's a com- it's exactly that's that's how you look at things right 
Um, so it's all these questions that, that come out of nowhere when you live in this weird life, I guess. So that's, the connection there is this, there's a strange phenomenon that just come, came out of nowhere and is affecting everyone's lives. Okay. That's that's where I see it. But I'd recommend it, Stillwater. I only read the first six issues, the first trade. It's ongoing or is it like a limited series? It's ongoing, yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it came from a writer Chip Sadarsky and artist is Raymond Perez. Mm. Would recommend it. It's kind of one of the newer is things. Is that image also? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I might check that out. Yeah. I have some questions about it. That's that's the fun part. I, I'm yeah. also curious, like what it's, they're always like laying out these questions about this weird life. So what other questions are there moving forward? Mm. Uh, mm. And they're, they're kind of strapped there, right? So like, do they want to leave? Do they want to give up on this gift of immortal life to be with the outside world? Oh, so if they leave, they won't be immortal. They won't be immortal. It's just the town itself. Anyone that goes into the town, now they're immortal. Like frozen in time or something yeah they don't die they they reheal like they can get beat up and scratch yeah, but and stuff. as soon as you leave the town you're that spell or whatever is gone exactly uh, any anybody that leaves okay so and why would they stay to be immortal you know that's kind of cool <laughs> Well, you know, okay. All right. I never, I haven't read the book. Yeah. I'd be like, maybe raise your babies outside the town and come back. Exactly. But the people in the town don't want you to leave to maybe tell secrets to blab about the town, right? So there's an authoritarian kind of state in the town. All right. All right. Yeah, that's that's the world that we're living in. And it's like the South or something like that, like Missouri or something. I'm uh, tiny little town. I'm guessing it's still something in the water. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was my side story. Those two comics I would recommend if they sound like your jam. Uh, Stillwater and Maze Book. Okay, I watched a new show. You watched it too. Oh, yeah? Uh, just an update. I finished White Lotus. That show happened. Yeah? You love it? I don't love it. And I don't even know if I liked it, but I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, it caught you that way. I, I, want, I want to say like I needed to watch it or mm-hmm. like I couldn't wait to watch the next one. But it's like, I got to finish it, I guess. It sounded like you liked it more last week when you talked about it. It was like I said, it was like cringy, right? Yeah. And awkward situations. And it kept with that. And it kept going that way. But I don't want to say like it was a great story <laughs> that unraveled or or was um, a satisfying show. The, the mystery of it all or just the way yeah. it was laid out? It's weird. It's like things happen and then just like they just happen in the end. Okay. And there's a s- season two, right? You're not there caught up. There's a season two and I will watch it. <laughs> all right. You just want to watch Aubrey Plaza again? But this one, like the they they set up the show and the plot lines so i did want to see how they resolve and sometimes they resolved in a way that are good sometimes they're just like well that's life that's how it is sounds very unsatisfying it's weird because like is it unsatisfying like do you want it just to be happy ending all the time no not not necessarily but maybe some type of retribution or but this sounds like it just was not that type of story it's it's almost yeah it's dealing with the quirks of life it's kind of like these characters were on this vacation stuff happened maybe some of them changed maybe some of them didn't and then they just went on their way going back home it sounds like it's it is like a vacation where it's outside of life and it was just a bad trip actually it was a bad vacation yeah it's it's weird because like for some it was life-changing like an amazing vacation oh all right but it's all it's like do i care about that (laughs) 
it's, it's not i think it purposely wanted to be not uh this everyone's happy at the end everyone's yeah. winning uh everyone got what they deserved everything is all the mystery is revealed it's kind of just like roll the dice some of them win some don't some don't, didn't change whatsoever yeah well it, and is then it, the end does it keep you wanting to watch the second season you said you are but does it and the because, first season feel because like you I think to watch it it had, it's only a second season by name like oh it's in a different place and i'm assuming it's a whole different set of characters so it's almost like um american horror story or something where it's like seasons don't connect at all okay so like yeah i will watch it but if you're like it's continuing with these same characters maybe i wouldn't watch it mm, okay because they set them up they end it in a way where some of these people are not happy yeah so it's like do i want to keep watching these people not be happy like no. some of the people are not that great either though right like they're bad people yeah yeah but you're fine with them uh, not ending out great like you don't you actually want them to have happy endings um i want them to yeah like because then good storytelling is uh i think sometimes they make you feel they draw a line where it's like okay this is a good good person this is a bad person and then the way you could resolve it is the good person wins by like defeating the bad person or you could show the bad person realize the error of their ways and then redeem themselves. Yeah. I feel like those are like the most common ending resolutions to a problem. Yeah. I think this one didn't do either of those. It was trying to flip it on its head, but at the same time, it left you unsatisfied, right? Yeah. Like, I was, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, <laughs> so in that way, I'm satisfied. It's out of my life. But also, like, it left uh, some plot lines almost how it started. Like, nothing changed. And just goodbye to them. Jeez, okay. I really don't want to watch this show now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not for anybody. <laughs> Did it? It got good reviews. Was yeah, it? because it's it's uh I think it's good acting. Was it good acting? I think so. For uh some people that I it's funny because like the characters, the actors I didn't know, I think acted better than the characters I've seen, uh, the actors I've seen in other things. Yeah. Yeah. I could believe that because I don't know if they got like super great actors, the ones that I knew already. So. And then um, some plot lines ended very frustrating. Like, I can't believe that's how they're going to, I'm not going to see this problem solved for this person. Huh. If it does, maybe this problem never gets solved for this person. It does sound like you're invested in some of it though. Like it maybe didn't end how you wanted, but. Maybe I loved it. You're invested. You're talking <laughs> I mean, I watched all of it, so I knew what happened to everybody. But I can't recommend it for everybody. Mm. But also, it's like, I think uh, I want other people to watch it so I can talk about it. I'm not going to watch it, so (laughs) count me out. (laughs) White Lotus. Yeah, I I just stopped already getting the taste of that cringiness. I was like, yeah, There's situations where there's like, God, this is so awkward and uh, hard to look at. Really? Hard to look at because it's like, I could be watching better shows, but I'm watching this. Yeah, you seem like you're kind of binging it a bit, so. Yeah, it did feel like a lot of times where it's like, I do want to see what happens next. In the middle of it, where you hate watching it? Or is it just at the end, you're like, I don't know if that was a good uh, use of my time. In the end, I was like, oh, that's how it's going to end? Mm. And like, I guess. Like, that's honestly my reaction. It's like, I guess that's how it would go. Uh, all right. And then, but then I also say like, it's, it's. You should watch it. Like I think it's uh, not expected storytelling, which is refreshing in a way. I see. All right. All right. Uh, I think it sounds like from your review, I need to be in the mood for that. 
Yeah. You know? What I did do was, I, I think it's like eight or 10 episodes. I did watch like five and then not watch a lot for a long time and then watch the next five. Oh, did you? Yeah. It felt like I was like, do I need to keep watching this? And then once I did again, I was like, okay, well now I need to, fi- I want to finish it. Now you need to finish it. Yeah. <sighs> All right. And if you recall when I was talking about it last week, the show starts with a dead body, but doesn't reveal who it is until the finale. And that kept me guessing. I'll say that kept me guessing the whole time. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. But it also was like, this is not the part, the real point of the show. What you're watching for. Yeah. Like that dead body thing was just a like a hook to get you started. Right. But the show is not about the dead body. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you think I would like it? you think I would actually need to watch it? I want you to watch it. And I think you're not going to like it, but if, I want you to watch it. If, uh, you have to watch it again then with me and we have to watch it. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, there's a lot of already like other shows on HBO that I want to watch more. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I want to say uh, people talked about it because it's unusual, and I'm not saying strange. It's just not normal right. television. Mm-hmm. So th- that's what it has going for it. I'm curious what the show creator has done in the past. I don't know anybody who created. It. I didn't look it up. Yeah, me neither. But I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay. Also, this is not my side stories. Oh, uh, my side stories is a show <laughs> that I want to talk about. Uh, How I Met Your Father. Yeah, all right. That is a spinoff of, of course, How I Met Your Mother, which is a show that I really enjoyed. Um, And I think it's slightly underrated the the original because i i think it also went on too long yeah that's what i was gonna say but re-watching it a second time and a third time maybe <laughs> felt like these shows are still these episodes are still good the story's still good re-watching the whole thing a second time like i let it play in the background when yeah I'm doing stuff uh i don't know if we, i've seen every episode of the of the first I show you should. i i i remember loving the first couple seasons and yeah they're great i watched a lot of it i would yeah. say that but uh i think it did run too long maybe felt repetitive at some point yes some plot lines dragged and they just like i felt like the creators just kept it going because they couldn't think of a way to end it like who the heck is the mother well you gotta watch it i, I know i i i've finished the ending okay. but i well, might have skipped the, the middle is, who's the father yeah who the heck is that <laughs> it's a spinoff uh starring hillary duff right lizzie mcguire yes cadet kelly okay i don't know any of those characters <laughs> I uh, I feel like this show is pretty good. I didn't like it at first, but I think the more I watched it, the more I liked it. And honestly, I think she's the worst part of it. I think she's pretty great. I think, I think she's just, okay in it, but yeah. I think all the other characters are better in it. Like they're the, the other characters are the reason I watch it. Yeah, not her. I, that's kind of true. I think maybe she has a name for herself, so they casted her as the main role. Mm-hmm. The other characters are might be better, but I think she's not bad. She's not the she's not bad on the show. She's not bad, but I think they make her character um, the most generic right now i think they're making her like sappy like uh like ted from the first one i don't know i don't feel any emotion about her (laughs) she's just there as the hub of why all these other people are around yeah and i'm fine with that like because i like the other characters better and she is just there as like the glue for it and i'm i don't care about her that much yet i'm sure the character will develop but right now her character has like the least happening Yeah, I think we're going to dig into her origin story a bit more. She's sure. holding off on that a bit. Mm-hmm. But ah, that's probably true. Yeah. I, I think Hilary Duff is one of these... Uh child stars uh-huh. that still managed to be normal and that's far and few. I think so <laughs> or maybe she just keeps it to herself I don't, know. I don't know she got casted in this after years of not being in the spotlight you know yeah honestly I wish it was the mother from How I Met Your Mother and it was just like the whole series from her story from her point of view yeah. doesn't she like move to New York
York at the. No, I think she's from New York. Oh, okay, okay. So her life up to that yeah. point. I see. So like we know the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this that that ending, not knowing the and ending. I would call it how your mother met me. <laughs> That, not knowing the ending was the fun part of the first show and the, but the it titles. Is, uh, it is like too big of a task sometimes for the creators to yeah. satisfy the audience when we, it's like, man, we have to end this in this great finale. And it's like too hard. No one, it's almost never going to meet uh, the expectations. Not to mention it's a true story. Every <laughs> single story is true, right? Isn't that... Actually, the, I think the showrunners were like, this is somewhat my life, like some uh, elements. Okay. I don't know. Obviously. I think it's about two best friends. 99% of it is fake. Yeah. yeah. But I do like this new show. I don't know if it's going to be as good as the original yet, but so far I'm enjoying it. And I want to see more. And um, I hope, because right now it feels like they just took that vibe and brought it to modern time. Like they use today's apps and stuff. Yeah. So I hope it finds its own rhythm, rhythm and vibe because right now it's very we're going with the original template still i think they're just gonna go with the original vibe and i think they should stick with that and just some parts of that is okay but i don't want it to be just that brought to today's technology i think it's gonna have the personalities specific to these characters but the template of like the uh will they won't they and sure yeah um, the atmosphere. I think it's going to be this, exactly the same. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's just going to have these unique personalities. Yeah. Because in the original, um, remember they had the friend that was like the the, the driver? Huh? Like the middle-aged Oh, guy, yeah. Yeah, right? kind of. Yeah. So that was like their taxi driver all the time. But now it's like they use Uber. Yes. So it's like, that's this the is thing. the same thing. It's just you're using what can you, we can relate to now. Wait, oh, dating apps? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's They're trying to differentiate in that way. Yeah. And that's fine. It's yeah. just ways to lead it to the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. I still recommend it and I still want to keep watching it. Do you have though. a favorite character? Probably either the British guy. I don't. I also don't know that a character's name is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Probably the British guy. You're just like, this guy is, uh, this show's Barney. This show's... Yeah. <laughs> Or um, um, Marshall. <laughs> uh, the um, I think she's Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, Kramer, um, the Mexican actress or character. Oh yeah, yeah. She's kind of funny. Who is like with the British guy, but not really with the British guy. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic there, right? Mm-hmm. They're the they're the Penny and Marshall, I think, of this crew. Who's, what's her name? Who's Penny? Uh, was it Marshall and <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Lily. Lily. Yeah. It was like Penny from Big Bang. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting my my shows mixed up. But yeah. Um, I like the the Indian uh, Will Durval drama. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> he, he looks just like him. Uh, I don't know about that. I think so. I think okay. they're twins. All right, show's good. I keep watching it, but it's gotta keep getting better for me to keep watching it. If it stays this way, I'll I'll eventually fall off. The, uh, the start of the show was so fast. Yeah, they had to introduce so many characters at once that it. Did. It was like lightning speed. They introduced like six, seven characters before the first commercial break. And like you had to know how they're all connected. Yeah. It was fine because we know what they're doing though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, That is it for Side Stories this week. Um, If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Um, tell a friend about it. Anyone that likes comic books and TV shows and anything else we talk about, furniture. <laughs> if you uh, like all that stuff, find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We can chat there at the Reader Copy Podcast. Um, are there comic books that are like being released out now that I'm not even on my radar? Every week. <laughs> Yes, there are. The good ones, though. Every week, there are brand new comic books. No, but that I don't know. Yes. 
every week. Let me know. Let me know there then. All right. Um, we'll be back next week with a brand new comic book. Until then, Daniel, can you the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Break it, 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 break it,